the Rat's Nest Podcast. This week is another patron-voted episode, and the patrons have voted for a Game Boy patch. So what you're hearing is a recording of the Nintendo Game Boy that I've put into the Morphogene, and basically just spliced it up evenly. And I'm taking the end of splice gate and using that to go into the shift input. So basically every kind of quarter of this loop is on a different splice, but because the end of splice gate is triggering the shift, we automatically go to the next splice every time, so it just plays the whole sample, you know, start to finish. I've got the morph up slightly so we have no gaps in between our genes and the gene size is all the way down so we get the whole sample. Because basically I want to use this kind of Game Boy baseline and build a build a beat around it. And I'm also malting our end of splice gate because that's essentially our clock, right? It's every four, I guess it's quarter note clock. And I'm sending that to Pico R&D and I'm multiplying it so we have a little bit more note resolution, per se. Yeah, this sound is just raw Game Boy. I haven't done anything to it yet. And it's used, it's made using the wave channel in LSDJ, basically messing with the controls on the wave channel. I won't get too technical with LSDJ because that's kind of something I think you kind of need to see to kind of understand. It looks like a spreadsheet for those familiar with old school sequencers or trackers. That's what it is. It's a tracker for the Game Boy and I'm using the wave channel which generates complex 4-bit waveforms instead of just square waves. Sounds pretty cool.
So what I've done so far is add a kick with the Schlab SVF, self-resonating envelope from Mads going to the amplitude of the VCA as well as the frequency cutoff of the filter. And I'm also using the Mads sum out to kind of create a sidechain thing with our Game Boy bass. Basically using the center mixing channel turning the envelope channel inverted all the way and then turning one of the middle two offset channels up all the way and then the other two knobs have to be in the middle and basically we, what we have is a voltage that is high and then whenever our kick envelope is triggered it basically ducks the voltage down uh, briefly during the envelope and I'm using that to go into the sound on sound input of the morph gene basically it's staying loud most of the time but whenever that kick sounds the voltage drops so our volume of the Game Boy sample drops just to give a little bit of a side chain uh, to hear it without that I'll just unplug the CV from the sound on sound and you can hear the kick isn't as prominent and the Game Boy sounds more steady volume wise Now the kick, when the kick comes in, the Game Boy kind of gets out of the way briefly. So yeah, that's the kick. I'm using the prime trigger output from the Numeric Repetitor for that. And I'm feeding the Numeric Repetitor and the sampling modulator uh, times eight clock. So yeah, I'm using the Kraken as the snare, I'm using product one for the rim sound, and I'm using the sampling modulator to do the head hits. And I've also got the Basimilis Eteritas Alter as the hat sound, and I'm using the random pulse out from the Pico R&D for that.
I've always got to experiment running it through the VCS3DB. I like it. I usually do.
for this nice melodic part. We are using the Cursus Ateritas, being sequenced by the other ornament in crime that we're not using for the clock multiplication. And basically I've just got a minor pentatonic generative sequence going with the internal Turing machine in the Quantermain app. I'm just triggering the sequence constantly with the times eight clock. And then I'm using the product two from the numeric repetitor to get envelopes uh, for, from the other channel of maths. And then I'm using the sample and hold from the Pico R&D to go into the attenuation section of maths and come out and modulate the fall time of that envelope. So our envelope is sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. And because we're clocking the notes consistently, sometimes we get little, you know, when the envelope is longer, we hear the next note as it changes, as the note is fading out. Uh, so it gives a little variation. And then sometimes when the envelope is shorter, we just hear the one note, the one little pluck. And I've basically got the structure all the way to the right on the cursus. I've got the edge all the way up. I've got the center in the middle and I'm modulating it with a channel from the diode chaos attenuated through the vinacrosyl VCA so it's not all over the place. And I'm in the debouché algorithm on the cursus. The width is also all the way down and the fold is also all the way down. And of course, we are running through the mimeophone first. Tempo synced, I'm in the swap mode. Got the halo up a little bit, and I'm also modulating the color with another diode chaos CV out. And then from the mimeophone, we're going into the lovely data bender, also clocked. And the bend and break are just up, up a little bit around 10 or 11 o'clock.
just kind of reversed the sample on the Morphogene. Hear how it sounds? I kind of like it.
so now I've got our Game Boy sample going into the Dope Fur A124 Wasp filter. And then I've got it going into the Desmodus Versio, just for a little subtle reverb. And what I'm doing is using the envelope follower out from the Morphogene to control the filter cutoff. So when it gets quieter, kind of like closes the filter, and when it's louder, it opens the filter.
So I was getting a little bored of our baseline loop. So I've decoupled the clock from the end of splice gate. And now using the Pico R&D as the clock. And yeah, now I'm clocking the Morphogene with our main clock. Basically, the Pico R&D is going at the same speed the Morphogene was going. So I'm just sending the Pico R&D clock to our multipliers now. But I'm using the multiplied clock as our clock, if that makes sense. It would have been a hassle to repatch and figure that out. But basically, I'm using our times eight clock still to clock the play and the clock of the Morphogene to make sure our, our samples are in time. I've got the slide all the way down. I've got the gene size kind of in the middle, and I'm sequencing the organize with the stepped CV out from the DIY swamp, which is also now clock synced. So it just varies up our, our baseline, essentially. Kind of the same rhythm, but the notes kind of change it between more, so it sounds it sounds cool. I could also maybe try modulating the slide, but I don't know how that'll sound. Let's try it. jam thing. Uh, it's kind of the best way to integrate the Game Boy into the system with the Morphogene. Then I can precisely chop up the sample and, you know, this sounds really good and in time still, even though now we're not using the Morphogene as a clock. So, yeah, I like the varied bass. Using the smooth CV out from the swamp to modulate the slide a little.
course, this was a patron-voted episode, so let's give a shout-out to the people who support this podcast. Shout-out to Gray Series, David J., Patrick O'Brien, Joby Springsteen, Tom Davis of the Patched Podcast. Check that out if you're looking for more patching podcast goodness. Rick Post, Tiny Frames, John Bruce, James M. Bland, No Elbows, Joshua Crutchfield, and Oscar Brask. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And yeah, helps a lot. forgot to mention i was recently on an issue of the gas newsletter so if you just go to gasnewsletter.com you can find me on there and i think i was a couple weeks ago and i forgot to mention on the podcast and uh you're really stupid about that but of course as always check out patreon.com slash infinity if you want to support the show Go to nullifyinfinity.bandcamp.com if you'd like to uh, support my music. As always, I will see you next week for more patching.